This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I'm your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show. He's ready to count down the top 10 shows of 2023, Ryan Nelson. Justin, I am so excited. I know Night Court and that 90 shows <laughs> made your list as well. Oh, yes. They are definitely at the top of my list. Uh, I, I yeah. could not wait to talk about those at the top of our list. Yeah. So. Uh, no, and just, please don't stop listening. We're not going to have those at the top of our list. Um, <laughs> if you've been listening to the podcast since we started the podcast last year, thank you for continuing to listen and making us part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed as we talk about the top 10 television shows for each of us from the year of 2023. If you are new or a regular and would like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the Main Attraction Podcast and you can get Patreon-only content. You can support us at a $3, $5, $10, or $20 level. And when you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you want to add free access to the podcast, any level of being a Patreon supporter will get you the show ad-free. doesn't matter which level you are signing up for. Uh, it could be as low as a $3 level, as high as a $20 level. All four levels will get you the show ad-free. Now, if you want some additional benefits besides just getting the the show ad-free, uh, the 5 the 10 the 20 there are additional benefits besides just getting the show ad-free. So, like I said, you can go to our Patreon site. You can explore those and see which best suits you. If you can't be a patron, though, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We would love it if you left us a five-star rating on both of those platforms. And if you have time, we would love it if you wrote us a review while you're on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to interact with the show, we'd love for you to do so. You can go to your email inbox, you can click on Compose, and then send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear any thoughts you might have, any any questions, any comments, if you have suggestions for things that you would like to see us cover here on the show. We would love to entertain and explore all of those. So just uh, send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com, and we will love to interact with you there. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so this is the top 10 television shows for us for the year of 2023. Uh, always a fun one to do. Uh, just to give yeah. you guys a heads up, we're doing this one kind of early because uh, we're getting it recorded so that it'll be ready for uh, the holidays. So there's going to be a few shows that uh, have not finished up yet that we won't end up uh, that really don't have a chance to be here because they haven't they haven't finished yet. Uh, shows like Fargo, like we're currently covering, uh, Slow Horses, uh, those shows yeah. won't be on here because they haven't finished up and we can't really put them on here. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if they end up being some of the 
the top shows of 2023. But like I said, just the timing and everything else uh, doesn't allow for those because those won't even be finished. I know uh, Fargo, I think, ends January 16th, I think. And Slow Horses is right about the yeah, same time. Gonna yeah, it's, it's going to be somewhere around the same time, but I'm not exactly right, sure yes. where. Yeah. So, anyway, so uh, here's the way this works, guys. If you have not listened to one of our top 10 episodes, uh, we've done four of them so far. Last year, we did our top 10 episodes, uh, top 10 television shows for 2022, and our top 10 movies of 2022. And this year, we did our top 10 so far of 2023 for both movies and television. And the way this works, uh, I'll have Ryan give us his 10th, and I'll give my 10th, and we'll keep going down until we get to number one. And if, for some reason, one of us has the same show but has it higher on our list, we will wait to discuss it when we get to the person who has it higher up on their list. So that is the way that we that we operate this. So having said all that, let's go ahead and get into it. Ryan, I ask you, what is your number 10 television show for 2023? Well, before we even get started, let okay. me just say, it's been a very interesting year in TV mm-hmm. because the first half was on an absolute murderous road. It really was. One of the best years ever. Yeah. And then I guess because of all the strikes, all strikes they and everything, stuff yeah. back and then they didn't finish things. And really the second half has been just a slog. It, it, it has know, been. It's it's picking up a little bit of late, but uh you know, luckily we had that first half. And that first half, man, I would put it up with any any year you know, to date, like we were, we were very lucky. Yeah. But uh, I just want to get that off the uh, off before we even yeah, get going. Just so. real quick, I mean, is your list? Uh, we, we did this. In, we did, like I said, at the top of the show, we did. Uh, we did our best so far, twenty twenty three, and uh, at the end of June. Yeah. Uh, is your list? Uh, you got a lot more from the first half than you do the second half. Well. <sighs> When we did that, we there were some shows in the middle of run, right. or hadn't run yet, so I've added some of them. Yeah, I would say I only have one show after August. Okay, I've got. A few, I've actually got. I might have a couple. I'm, trying, I'm not looking at it, so it's kind of hard to say. So anyway, uh, yeah, I'm right. with you though. Uh, the first half was was just dynamite, yeah. and then the second half just really slowed down and. Well, I don't know that we're going to have the glutton of content that we're going to have going forward just because of the way that everything is being worked now with all the strikes and all that stuff having been negotiated and worked out. Uh, I think we're going to have, I don't think we're going to have the glutton of content, but I also think we'll have better quality going forward. Uh, But I I could be wrong, but we'll see. All right. So what's your number 10? My number 10 is Barry season four, the final season of Barry. I have not yet had a chance to watch it yet. Go ahead and talk about that. I like yeah. the first three seasons, but I have not had yeah. a chance to watch the four seasons. Love Barry. I can't. They took some risk on the season. And this is something I'm going to keep saying because I have three shows in their last, no, four shows in their last season. And I got to give these creators, and I'm going to give uh, Bill Hader, they took some risk on this last season that mm-hmm. could have failed, and they did not. And it was just. Really innovative, uh, like I said, risky. Right. Like, I just surprised the thing they did, and they ended up nailing the finale. Uh, so, shout out to Bill Hader and his creative team. Also, you know, we've talked about this before. Barry gave us top 10 all time character in NoHo Hank. <laughs> yeah, he's good. And he, he delivers again this season. He, I think you've seen the, the GIF, and there, he is wearing like a Mexican sombrero and like right. a. Like, uh, what are those things called? Those uh, vest things. No, what are they called? Ponchos. Ponchos. He's ponchos, wearing a, yeah. 
Yeah, that's very that's a very popular. But like one of the greatest characters of all time, and uh, they, they give us a good uh, they give us an ending to everyone. You know, you you can argue if it's good or not based right. on you know these are not good people. <laughs> well, true. This is very very. You care about Hitman, and like I would have never thought when this show started that it would have gone four seasons, and they pulled it off. So shout out to Bill Hader. All right, so that's your number 10, uh, fourth season of Barry, the fourth and final season of Barry. My number 10, I don't know if it would have been here had I had a chance to finish a couple of shows that I, I started watching but never got a chance to finish. Uh, but it's on Peacock. It is Mrs. Davis. Did you? I have it as number nine. You have it at number nine. So we can go ahead and talk about it now then. So yeah, that works let's out. talk about it. All right, so go ahead and give us your opinion on, on Mrs. Davis. This was, I'm going to give this show a lot of credit because this was innovative. Right. It's just so creative and nothing like anything else that's out there. Okay. So I'm going to give them a lot of credit yeah, for yeah. that. Uh, it was a wild watch. Love the performances from uh, Betty Gilpin uh, as Miss mm. Davis. And uh, it was, man, it was just really good. You never knew what was coming. And if you found out, when you find <laughs> out the twist, right. we talked about this in cover. There is no way in hell you guessed this. No, there's not. No way. I will never believe anyone who said, oh, yeah, I saw that twist coming. Yeah, there's no uh, there's no way that you can see that coming. There's just never. It's just not possible at all. But uh, I'm with you on it. It's incredibly inventive. They. It's very different than anything else that has that is out there. Uh, it is just a limited show. It's just a uh, limited series. So this is the only season of this that we shall have. Uh, Damon Lindelof has kind of gotten into. This is kind of what he does nowadays. He does limited yeah. series, and he just does he does the one season, and he's after that he's done with it, and he goes on to something else. So, but it was. It's just incredibly fun. You don't ever know yeah. where it's going to go from one episode to the next. And just as, just when you think it can't get any wilder, it gets wilder. Absolutely. <laughs> so, and like I said, it's fun. It's entertaining. It's just an absolute joy to watch the show. And it was, it's completely caught me off guard. Cause when I saw right. like posters and things like that of it, I was like, that doesn't look at all. So it was like a, a woman on a, a nun on a, on a motorcycle. And it's like, yeah, this looks weird. I don't really know that I want to watch something like this, but as soon as I get, as soon as I turned in, tuned into the first episode, I was like, Oh, I, I definitely have to watch this. I have to finish it. Cause yeah. I think if I remember correctly, I did the first four episodes and Peacock kind of does that. And then they did. Yeah, I think that's right. I so. think that's right. And it and, was and great. It was absolutely great. Really, really great leads with Betty Gilpin and Jake McDormand, who played Wally. Yes. Like, they they were just fascinating. Yeah, yeah, they were absolutely fascinating. Like I said, just loved them. The cast was great. Just, like I said, yeah. just great story. Just wonderful stuff from, from start to finish. So, all right. So, that was your number nine. Yep. Uh, so my number nine. I actually had this a little bit lower because I had this on our list in at the midway point, and I had it at number ten because it was only about two thirds of the way through. I actually ended up bumping it up quite a bit, but it's come down since. Uh, and that is Silo on Apple TV Plus. Uh, you have that on your list? I did not have okay. it. That was probably like my next one in. Okay. Uh, anyway, I'll talk about it real quick. Uh, yeah. Silo. One, I love the books. I read the books a long time ago. It's been a while. I started rereading them when we started covering the show for uh, the podcast. And it's really interesting because they what they've done, and we talked about this on, on, on the show, basically they took like the first half of the, of the first book is what they did, and they made it into a show. They went into a lot more detail than the book does in terms because it's 10 episodes, and it's only covering right. half a book. So uh, it's 
just absolutely fantastic. Rebecca Ferguson is phenomenal in uh, yeah. in the lead role, which is another thing that's really interesting because the in this they do this in the book as well. The first episode, you don't really meet the, the lead character until the very very end of of the the first episode, and then you finally get into it. And they, you know, you have the first two the people who you think are going to be the leads. You know, they're done with after that first episode. So, like I said, it's just it's just great. Uh, I. It, you know, you got Tim Robbins, who was just absolutely phenomenal. I never could figure yeah. out his character until they finally make a reveal about him, because uh, he was doing something very different than what I was expecting based off of the book. And I just really loved it. It, it sags in the middle. Uh, there's no question about that. It definitely sags in the middle. Yeah, yeah. But the last, like, three episodes are just absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, and I think the sagging in the middle is why I didn't have them yeah. all in there. But also, one of the best pilot episodes, you know, Rashida Jones oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, David Oyola were just phenomenal. Yes, they were. Pilot. Yeah, they really were. They were. So, all right. So that's my number nine. Uh, what's your number eight? My number eight is shrinking. Shrinking. Okay, I have it a little bit higher, so we will hold off on shrinking. But uh, I'm with you on it. It's definitely in my top ten. So yeah. we will come. We'll circle back around it when we get to it on my list. Uh, all right. So my number eight. This is actually just came out. I just watched it uh, last week. It is the new Netflix show Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. I'm pretty sure you haven't seen uh, it. I haven't seen it, but uh, I'm interested to hear what you have to say about it. I wasn't, you know, when I first saw this, and when you see any promotional material for it, whenever you see any, like, uh, commercials or uh, trailers or anything for it, it looks like it's just going to be, if you saw Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, it came out back in 2010, if you saw it uh, and you liked it, you probably, and you see any promotional material, you just assume that's going to be, you know, just an extended, more in-depth version of that movie based off of what everything that they've been using to sell it. But at the end of episode one, they do something completely different, and it takes the show into a completely different direction, and it is just absolutely phenomenal. I was really surprised, and there's like, so there's this big, huge twist at the end of episode one, and then there's like another big, huge twist, like at the end of episode six, uh, where they continue to take things in a completely different direction. They get the entire cast back, a bunch of people who really weren't that famous or that well-known back in 2010. People like Chris Evans, Brie Larson. Um, Arby Plaza, wasn't she in it? Who, who, who'd you say? Arby Plaza. Arby Plaza, yeah, she she was in it. So all these people, you know... Uh, Mary uh, Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Michael Sarah was obviously the biggest star back then. Yeah. Um, but and honestly, it's kind of weird. He's probably the smallest star of all the people that's in, involved in it now. Uh, but... Like I said, so you have all these stars. To get them all back and to voice their roles from the original, it's just fantastic. You get an incredible story. Uh, If you saw... Michael, if you saw uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World and you enjoyed it, I really, really recommend you go check this out. All the episodes are like 28 minutes long, and you even lose like a minute or two because they do recaps from the previous episode to start. Uh, And you can skip right past through all those if you binge it. I binged it in like a day, like in like three or four hours. So I highly recommend it. It's great. If you haven't seen it and you like Scott Pilgrim uh, vs. the World, uh, go check it out. It's on Netflix. It's wonderful. So. Well, I can't believe you're going to say that about Michael Sarah. I think we're about to get a Sarasance after uh, well, Alan we and might. Barbie. <laughs> we might. We might end up getting a Sarasance after after uh, Barbie. But uh, like I said, if you look at his career now, though, I mean, he's still good. Oh, you're right. He's, but he's yeah. probably the smallest of all those people. Well, so. I think he had a family, got married. He, he kind of took time off. Oh, yeah. So, good for him. All right. Yeah. Your number seven. What do you got? 
Poker face. Poker face. I have it higher. So we will come, we will circle back around to poker face. Uh, my guess is you don't have this for your number seven because I'm pretty certain I like this a good bit more than you did. Uh, that is Ahsoka. No, I do not. Okay. Yeah. No. I, I figured not. All right. So let me talk about it first. Obviously, look. This was a controversial show when it came out. Uh, a lot of people liked it. A lot of people didn't like it. Uh, there, you know, there was a debate about whether or not you could enjoy this show properly without having seen uh, the Rebels cartoon that was that yeah. came out in the middle of the 2010, 2010s. Uh, I saw the first season after watching like the first couple episodes of this because I just sat down. I was like, you know, what? I want. I, want, I was interested in it, so I wanted to go ahead and go back and watch it, but. I didn't know much more else about beyond that. I'd done, I'd done a little research in some of the backgrounds. I love this show. I thought it was great. I mm -hmm. enjoyed it from start to finish. There are some issues. And there's there's no questions about that. But, look, it's Star Wars, and it's very, very, very much Star Wars. I mean, it is. it has a feel of the original trilogy. It kind of got me back into just those same nostalgic vibes with the, the, the lightsaber fights, the Force using. Uh, it's, like I said, it's just... It's very you know, steeped in Star Wars tradition, and I absolutely loved it. Like I said, I know a lot of people didn't, uh, but I know you liked it, so then we want to oh, yeah. hear you talk about it. I, I really liked it, I, I, you know, and I didn't watch any of the cartoons, but right. I still was able to keep up. I, I I really liked it as well. I thought that, you know, we were kind of mixed on the finale. Yeah, the finale was but, a little mixed. You know, mm -hmm. I, yeah, but I definitely want to see more of these characters, and Rosario Dawson was just awesome. Yeah, and obviously, you know, who knows what's going to happen after uh, to Balin Skull's character? Uh, you know, yeah, that's kind yeah, of he the, was really good. He was he was one of the best parts of the entire thing. So absolutely. Uh, uh, well, you know, we'll just kind of see what happens now that uh, uh, what's his name Stevenson uh, Ray Stevenson Ray Stevenson. Yeah. Uh, since he passed away, and he can't obviously revisit the role. There's a lot of people out there that they could probably recast for it, but we'll just see what they do with yeah. it, with it in general. So. All right, I'll tell you what, let's take a real quick break and then we will come back to our number six. All right, number six on our top 10 countdown of television shows for 2023. What do you got? Loki. Loki, okay, I have it higher, so we will come to it uh, a little bit later on. So, number six, you've my number six, you've already uh, given, that is shrinking. So, well, you go ahead and talk about where did you have it, number nine? Was that where you had it, or eight? I had a number eight. Eight. Okay, so you had a little bit lower than me. Uh, yeah. I got a little bit higher. Go ahead and talk about shrinking. This is one we did not discuss on the on podcast. Yeah, yeah, we didn't do this. Uh, but I, this was one. Well, I have one more that's probably more surprising. This is one of the most surprising shows that worked so well. Yeah, and was so funny that I was I was just shocked how good it was. Uh, it stars Harrison Ford doing comedy, which he's fantastic yes. as Jason Segel and uh, uh, Jennifer Williams, who I had not seen before. I right. seen, see, she's an improv comedy person, but she was just a marvel for me because mm -hmm. she cracked me up. But it's a, a guy that's a um, a uh, therapist that's dealing with grief, and then his wacky neighbors right. and uh, coworkers. And it was just really funny every episode. It made you feel good. We talked about this when we were recommended. It was like the first season of Ted Lasso, yeah. which come to find out the people behind the first season of Ted, <laughs> Ted Lasso, yeah. besides Jason Sudeikis, are involved with this. Yeah. So Brett Goldstein is a big part. And sounds like he's going to be on season two, so oh, I'm good. looking forward to that. 
Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and look, we may, end up coming, we may end up covering season two whenever they end up putting it out. Just because it's yeah. so, it's just, just such an incredibly good show. Uh, it's solid. Yeah, because it's uh, Lawrence, uh, Bill Lawrence. Yeah, Bill Lawrence. He's the one who's in charge of it. And if you don't know, if you're a fan of Scrubs, Bill Lawrence was the guy. He was the showrunner, the creator of Scrubs. Which was back in the early 2000s, I guess, is when that came out. And that's one of my favorite yeah. shows. So it makes yeah. sense that this would also be one of my favorite shows. And Scrubs of the year. had a lot of heart, like mm-hmm. this show did. Oh, yeah, it really did. And, and if you want to wonder why Ted Lasso wasn't as good this season, Bill Lawrence wasn't involved. Yeah, Bill Lawrence was not involved. So that probably is the reason why it suffered a little bit here in, in the third season. So. Uh, but yeah, I love shrinking. I just turned it on one day. Uh, I wasn't really sure what to make of it. I was like, Harrison Ford's in it, so it's obviously got to be good. And, and look, he's fantastic in it. Uh, he's great. Jason uh, Siegel's great. The, the entire cast is, is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it's in what you talk about when you say it has a lot of heart. Yes, it's very, very funny at times, but it also it, it, it recognizes, like with the with the topics that they're dealing with, with the subject matter they're dealing with, with grief and dealing with grief as a father, as a daughter, uh, and just as friends in general that the, these people are going through, it hand, it handles that just so incredibly well. And right. just, it, it shows just what it's like to go through those things and how these people are handling these things. Because if you're a psychiatrist and you are struggling to just make it through your day because of the immense grief that you have as a as an individual, you know, how can you go to work and try to like help those people out as well? So that's, that's just, right. uh, it's just such an interesting concept and they handle it just so well. And it's, it's funny almost all the time. Like I said, just absolutely wonderful. It, it made me feel good. Oh yeah. Like when absolutely. I watched it, I, I felt good. Yeah. I, I, Which is shocking with comedy nowadays. <laughs> True, it is. Uh, my, some of my shows are comedies, and they sometimes make you feel terrible. Yeah, that's uh, you know, the, there's a lot of mean humor out there today. So, uh, But like I said, I absolutely love this. So uh, this is my number six. All right. Uh, number five. What do you have for number five? Jury duty. Okay. I did not put it on here. It was close. Uh, I came really, yeah. really close, but I, it ended up just not making it into the top ten. So go ahead and talk about it. This was the show that shocked me the most because yeah. I did not think this was going to be good. And this move, this show was fantastic. They nailed it with the guy that they they looked for volunteers. Right. And they struck gold with Ronald. Yes, they did. The sweet guy that's in on jury duty. And it is one of the most laugh out loud shows that you can watch. I had to pause it several times. I was in tear, in tears, especially the uh, the uh, chair, <laughs> whatever that chair thing that guy uh, yeah, had. Yeah. The chair pants. <laughs> the chair pants. Yes, the chair pants. Yeah. James Marsden is the most known person on here who is playing a quasi version of himself. Yes, a quasi version. And of himself. he is so funny in this. Uh, this show also has a lot of heart, and you will feel good at the ending, and you will feel good about humanity because. Again, they picked this sweet guy yeah. that is so nice to all these crazy people on a jury. <laughs> and you're like, wow, maybe this country can make it. So thank you, Ronald. Thank you, Jury Duty. Yeah, Jury Duty was, was absolutely fantastic. You had mentioned it as a recommendation. I had never even heard of it. And I ended up watching it and absolutely loving it. Uh, it's it's another, again, it's a quick watch. You watched it on Freebie. They yeah. eventually moved it from Freebie to regular Prime Video because I think they realized Because it was yeah, killing. It, it's, it's, it was just doing too well. It, it, they could use it to uh, bump subscribers up. So they move it to regular Prime Video. 
uh it obviously takes out the commercials and all that type of stuff and it's just an absolute wonderful watch it takes like i said all about 30 minutes or less yeah uh like you said ronald is wonderful uh what makes the show though is the fact that it, they have to they, there was this really difficult thing they had to find they had to find a star who people could recognize but just wouldn't be just so immediately noticeable or that people like oh my gosh like you couldn't get brad pitt to do james marsden role right right uh, right. so you got to get somebody like him like you know i think people when you see because when you see james marsden like, i think i know him I, that guy looks yeah. familiar what if i said who is this guy and that's when and he recognizes him from x-men obviously uh but there's all these other and, things uh, that he's done sonic or something right yeah, sound it was. Yeah, uh, no, he 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 uh, he didn't recognize him from Sonic because James Martin said yes, and I've, I was recently in Sonic, and he's like, "Oh, uh, you're in Sonic." He's like, "Oh, that wasn't very good, was it?" Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah, good. that's right. <laughs> and, uh, one of his favorite movie was this bad like uh, teen sex comedy sex called. Comedy, yeah. <laughs> James Morrison has a cameo in it. The guy got him to autograph, and it was his favorite movie. Yes, it's great. It's just absolutely fantastic. So, uh, and like one, you don't appreciate just how difficult it was for them to pull this off. Yeah. Uh, did you ever go back and watch like the the commentary that they have on all the episodes? I didn't do the commentary. No, I did. I need to do that. Yeah, because if you go, if you watch all all ten episodes, it is ten episodes, right, Tim? Yeah, I think it was Sam. Yeah. Uh, you watch all ten episodes. Uh, that takes you straight into like there's a voiceover commentary of James Marsden, Ronald, one of the producers, and a couple of the actresses who were involved in it as well. I can't remember which ones that were uh, there. And there's also a, a couple, of, one or two of the actors. So like there's uh, there's a, like five or six of them that are doing commentary about each episode and just giving some behind the scenes stuff. And they give some behind-the-scenes stuff in that final episode, but they you really get an understanding for just how difficult it was for them to pull this thing off because they, they had to think about every possible thing that Ronald could do and how he could respond to it, and they had to plan for it because... Yeah. He, they had no idea what he was going to do, and they because they, they have a script kind of, and they just got to kind of figure out how they want because they want the the show to go in a certain direction, uh, but it's you know you got a guy there who's not in on it, and he, it's hard to figure out if he's going to go the way you want him to. So like it's just naturally brilliant show. Yeah, uh, it really is. I don't know if they can ever figure out a way to do this again, but if they can, I'll be all for it. So <laughs> I'll try it. I'll give it a try. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So that was your number five, correct? Yep. All right, my number five, my guess is you probably have a little bit higher, but I could be wrong. Uh, that is The Last of Us. I have it at four, so okay, we can discuss it. it. All right, go ahead and talk about uh, The Last of Us real quick. Man, this was uh, a show that uh, at the beginning of the year like just blew us away it how did. good it was. Uh, Pedro Pascal, Bella Ramsey, like, you know, it was a video game adaptation, right. and it was actually good as yeah, a video it was, game. It was. It was really good. Yeah, it was really good, and, uh, you know, it was another Pedro being daddy taking care of the one, but it, man, it was fantastic. A mix of drama, action, zombie. Also had one of the best episodes of TV ever, episode three, where right. it had uh, Nick Offerman and Murray Bartlett's uh, love story in that. Uh, but man, I really love the show. Uh, I can't wait for season two, especially with the rumored that caitlin deaver is going to be the villain oh really i haven't heard that yeah. okay that should be interesting 
I forgot the name of the character. There's some young yeah. villain that uh, she's supposed to be. Yeah, and I'm really going to be really interested to watch uh, season two because, uh, unfortunately, I know a little bit of the I know a little bit of the story of the second season uh, just because I saw some trailers and stuff. And like I said, I'll be really interested to see what they do in the second season of it. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I'm with you on it. Uh, it's it was the very very first show we really watched this year. It came. It started. Yeah. It started. I think the second weekend in in Sounds January. Right. Yeah, uh, it was early on. Yeah, so we got it early, uh, and it was. It's just incredible. It was incredibly strong entry into twenty twenty three, and it was. Look, it's not necessarily. It's nothing just incredibly special in just in terms of what they do or anything like that, but it's just done so incredibly well from start yeah. to finish. Uh, it's not doing making like groundbreaking like it's no, not because The Walking Dead has done this, but this just did it better, right? And that's that's a big part. Like I haven't seen The Walking Dead, yeah. but I've heard enough people and people like you to tell me that this yeah. was this was better. Now, can they do this five or six years? No, obviously not. Uh, one, they've only got two video games, <laughs> so that's one yeah. thing. But that my understanding is they are planning to. Do three seasons so maybe like the, whatever the third video game will be uh will be about maybe this will be yeah. about it so i don't know but well if you if you have pedro pascal and bill ramsey in the show i'm going to watch yeah it's it's really good they're they're fantastic they did a great job of pulling in pulling in uh guest stars from week to week uh pulling them in and melinsky and yeah. torv yeah, uh, some other folks. I can't think of them off the top of my head. But. Well, we'd like to Offerman, Bartlett. Yeah, there was yeah. really good people. Yeah, so like I said, bringing those people in, having them, you know, just leave their stamp on the show and then exiting stage left after that was it was just great yeah. from week to week and like I said yeah and really Melanie Linsky may be one of the best villains of the year if we really looked at it yeah it's true she may be number one yeah that's true You're, you may not be wrong about that so uh, just wonderful show absolutely loved it uh, can't wait for season two don't know when that's going to happen but can't wait for it yeah. so alright so that takes us to number four correct that was my number four. Okay, that was so your, your number, number four. four. I know you're my number four. You're going to have higher, but I'll go ahead and uh, I'll go ahead and put it here. Uh, that is Succession. I'm yeah, I got it higher. You got it higher. All right. So tell you what, before we get on to anything else, let's go ahead and take another break real quick, and then we'll finish out our top three. All right. So top three for both of us going into 2023. What is your number three? You have not watched the show, so I know you don't have it. It's uh, Reservation Dogs. No, I've not. I've not watched it yet. So uh, look, I've heard it's great. One of these days, I plan to, but uh, it's always difficult finding the time. So, but go ahead. This is uh, yeah. This is the last season. That was three seasons. I was so sad to hear that the show is ending. Uh, It's about some. four young native americans on a reservation and they're dealing with the death of their best friend and they're also growing up and trying to figure out what you know what to do next and with dealing with the trauma of being a being a native american it's just it is heartbreaking at times because like um there's one episode where they go to college and like one guy's like wait we can go to college Right. You know, it's not like us where it's just right. expected. Expected, right. Uh, you know, and then there's an episode where one of the guys, like, the best he can do is be a roofer. Oh, really? mm-hmm. But they also mix in comedy. They also mix. These are very good young actors that you will see more. I'm also seeing this cast more and more out there. Uh, some of, especially the, the elders, which I'm glad to see they're getting representation in other movies and shows, which is which is a really good thing, uh, including The Curse. Right. Gary Farmer 
points in that. But uh, really, really good season. Zay McLaren also is in this, mm-hmm. which we all are a big fan of his work. And it's just a beautiful show. It had a great ending. Uh, I, I can't. Th- this was another show where they took risk right. on how to, like they they did some different things, but it's all about family and healing and how you know if we're gonna make it, we we, right. we need each other. Yeah, so, uh, I've, heard it's, I've heard it's great. I would love to watch it one of these days. I just haven't had a chance to get around to it. So, but uh, but yeah, it sounds like it, it sounds wonderful. And like I said, one of these yeah. days I will hopefully watch it. But I don't know when that's going to be. So. All right, my number three you had lower. I don't remember where you said you had it, but my number three is Poker Face on Peacock. Where did yeah. you have it? I had it at number uh, seven. Number seven. Okay, so go ahead and talk about Poker Face real quick. Oh, man, it was just a fun show, a throwback to the the great detective shows mm-hmm. of the 70s and 80s. Uh, uh, a mystery of the week with the overall tie-in, and it was just great, man. Natasha Leon was a fantastic lead. I would have never thought she would have been a great person <laughs> for a mystery of the week right. detective show, but she was. And uh, every episode was so much fun. You never knew what you were going to get with each episode, right. and so that that really, you know, made it even more fun to watch week to week. Yeah, it was absolutely fun to watch. I loved it. It's like I said, when we did this at the beginning of, uh, we did this for the middle of the year. This was my number one show. Uh, but it's come down a little bit just because there's two shows I think that uh, did more for me. But the, one of the things that was so great about the show is I remember so much when I was growing up when I would come in during the summer, uh, during summer vacation, my mom would almost always have on a and she would like just turn the te- television on to A&E uh, and leave it on A&E throughout, throughout the entire day. And Columbo would have like three or four episodes of Columbo. Yeah, and yeah. look, this is this is definitely if you've ever saw Columbo. You understand that this is basically Columbo for the 2020s is what it was. Right, right. It really is. Uh, I mean, Natasha Lyonne sounds like her. It sounds like uh, yeah. Peter Falk. I mean, there is so much similarity to the way that that show operated, the way that this show operated, the fact that, you know, so many people thought that, you know, this woman's kind of dumb and kind of stupid and thought they could take advantage of her. They've treated that uh, Columbo that way as well. That when this detective would show up, people the the person who was the culprit because you you see the crime happen, you see it all take place yeah. before uh, before anything before they actually get into the show. So you assume that it's going to be you know you you just watch this guy so you know who the guilty party is and they think they can you know in Columbo they thought that they could just easily pull the wool over Columbo's eyes, but the entire time he's constantly he's constantly working constantly outsmarting them and they just don't even realize it and that's yeah like, and that's a good point man because like everyone every episode they thought she was dumb yes, whoever she was going up against right and look i mean that's one of the that's one of the great things about this because she's not a detective she's not right uh she's just a person she, traveling on the road and you, you don't realize you know people do, underestimated yeah they underestimate her and they don't understand that she can she knows when you're lying i mean there's like yeah. that's this thing that she just knows she knows when you're lying so yeah. uh just absolutely fantastic I, it was one of my favorite shows of the year and it's another early show that has kind of held up throughout the course of the entire year yeah. so uh, so that's my number three. All right. Uh, your number two. What is your number two? I have a feeling it's your number one, or it could be your number two. Well, well, I know it's either your two or one. The Bear. It's my number one. Uh, so okay. we will come back to we'll come back to uh, The Bear in just a second. I know what your number one is then. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, so my number two is, I think you said it was number six for you, and that's Loki. Y- y- yep, that's correct. Okay. So, uh, go ahead and talk about Loki. 
Man, Loki, uh, another show, and I'm assuming the last season, yeah. they took some huge risks, they did. and it actually paid off. Mm-hmm. And we were very concerned, because all we had heard were these critics didn't like it. And right. I don't know what they were having an issue with. Yes, there's some blah, blah, blah Tom stuff, but it is a fun show. They really did a good job of using Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson's gifts for being funny, for having great chemistry, and just being a lot of fun to watch. They added Kihi Kwan this year, which was genius. Yes. Genius casting. I can't... I'm hoping Marvel keeps him around. And, you know, he's... Not everyone's favorite person, but Jonathan Majors was actually pretty good in the show as well. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. This was this the show just it it overwhelmed me. I was the from the very very first episode of season two, I was like, okay, yeah, this is this is what I love. This is like right up my alley, and it's look. This is when the MCU is right. This is what they do, and this is what they do well. Uh, and it's also this is what gives me hope for them that, I, that there are so many people who are who are slamming on them, who are crapping on them because things haven't been quite as good as it once was, and I understand all that, but when I see something like this, I'm like, this is what they are still capable of, and this is what they are still this is what they yeah. can still put out, and one of the things that we talked about when we talked about the finale of, of Loki, Disney Plus only releases the first four episodes of a television show when they send out their screeners, and look, it was mostly it was, the reviews are mostly positive. You go look at like Metacritic, you go look at uh, Rotten Tomatoes. It's it gets favorable for the most part, favorable ratings, but it wasn't nearly as favorable as it was for season one of this show. If you had released season episode five and episode six, given them the entire thing, and I just don't know how critics would have walked away and left reviews saying that that was not good if they had seen episode five. And six. I know, yeah, uh, I agree. And I so agree. I think that is one thing that really hurt well, the, the I, reviews of it. Yeah, the Tom variant stuff. Yeah. It's just, it's it, especially if you're watching them back to back to back. Yeah. That, that would have been a lot. But I also think that, you know, those episode five and six, it pays off for going through all that because oh, they, they absolutely work, they work yeah. all that stuff in there and, and like all this stuff that's kind of confusing, kind of hard to follow. Yeah. You all of a sudden, once you get to episode five and episode six, you're like, okay, this is what they were building to. This is what they were right. leading to. And it makes it all work once you get to that end. And like I said, because if you go look at Rotten Tomatoes and you look at like all the reviews, all the reviews say like October 5th, which is the day that it, it debuted. Yeah. And because they didn't update their reviews because they didn't have right. episode five and episode six. So, uh, but like I said, episode, episode five and episode six are two of my favorite television shows of the year. Uh, oh, yeah. It's just, it was a beautiful episode. It was, absolutely incredible a wonderful likely send-off for this character who knows them look they could always bring him back though yeah. they can always find ways i don't it wouldn't surprise me if they bring him back at least in some capacity later on yeah. for maybe like secret wars or something like that but uh like i said loki's just absolutely phenomenal i i cannot wait to one day watch the entire uh two season run uh, and try to binge it all in a day or two but yeah. that won't happen for a while because i'm getting ready right, to go back to right. school but uh yeah it's it, like i said i just cannot wait to do it it was absolutely fantastic so all right number one we kind of already revealed what our number ones for each of us is uh yeah. i'm pretty sure well you haven't revealed yours i revealed mine yeah. but i know what your number one is so go ahead and tell us what your number one my number one is succession yeah it, that uh, is my number four yeah, this show held the belt held the belt for top drama. It had so many expectations, and it delivered. Mm-hmm. And it, it was another show that took a huge risk. In episode, huge yeah. risk. I don't want to. No, I guess we shouldn't spoil it, but a huge risk. But they still pulled off 
a an incredible finale, a perfect send off to these characters, and honestly, what they deserved. Yeah, it really is. The I mean, you know, I ended up I binged season uh, first three seasons over the course of about three weeks. Yeah. Uh, back in 2022, uh, at the beginning of 2022, and then you know we got the fourth season and yeah. we we covered it. It was it was an incredible ride going week to week with it. Uh, they did a wonderful job of finishing off this this show it's a it's one of the best final seasons of a television show that you'll ever find just because they do such an they do take risk they do give a great send-off for every single one of their characters and it's a proper send-off for every yeah, single one of their proper. characters uh because it's not necessarily look i'm not going to spoil it but it's not just like you know a, a happy ending for everybody because yeah. that's not what these characters deserve it's not what it's not no. what these it's not what this show is is fighting for it's not what it's trying to it's not the story it's trying to tell so um just wonderful uh we, we decided after we finished the in, entire four season to go ahead and make that our standard as our top as our top yeah. show so if you when we rate our shows and we rate our movies we determine if it's a succession or not or if it's something lower so it's really really good uh like i said the only reason it's not the top is just because there are three things that spoke to me personally a little bit more uh but it's it's absolutely fantastic i absolutely love the show i'm so glad that we got a chance to cover it so and probably the best acting we saw. Oh yeah, as well. there's gonna be yeah. a ton. There's gonna be a ton of Emmys for people for this. Uh, yeah. For this, uh, I don't even know if they've done the Emmys yet or not. I can't remember. So, all right. Uh, so that takes me to my number one. And like I said, I've already revealed what it is. That is the bear, which is your number two. So you go ahead and talk about the bear real quick. I went back and forth on this one. I, yeah, my first top two were hard. I, I was really struggling. I will. I gave Succession the belt because this was the last season, and they held expectations. Right. But I'm going to tell you, I absolutely love the Bear. This season was even better. This had two of the best episodes mm-hmm. of all oh, yeah. time. All time. Love this show. Uh, it is just incredible, man. Incredible. It will make you squirm. It mm-hmm. will make you fist pump. It just <laughs> will make you laugh out loud. They they bring it all and they it just seems to get better and better. Yeah, I watched the, the, in a rare instance. I actually watched the bear before you did because you were actually out of town or something like that. And yeah, I, uh, I texted you I was like, dude, watch. We we got to cover this as soon as possible yeah. uh, because the first five episodes are really good. Uh, and episode four, mm-hmm. I think, is is like probably the best of the, the first yeah, five, yeah. and they're really the, good. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. then episode six through ten are just. At a completely different level. Uh, they really are. I, it's one of, one of the things I found so interesting about this. And look, I, I really struggle between Loki and the bear. The reason why the bear ends up getting... The reason the bear ends up taking the top uh, spot is just because it, it's a longer season. It's harder to pull off 10 episodes as great as they, those are uh, versus a six-episode show. Uh, and that's the reason why I end up giving it the top spot for me over Loki. Uh, but from episode six through episode 10... You know, coming into well, coming into the show, I liked the first season. I, I did enjoy it. I thought it was good. Uh, you had it. At, you had the first season that was a Game of Thrones back then. What we were using yeah, now it's a yeah, succession. Yeah, I was a little bit lower. I was on, on a lost, and part of the problem I had with it was it, just the fact that they talk so much about trauma. It makes it it makes it a somewhat difficult watch, and they still do a lot of that stuff, but. They they handle it differently somehow or another in this. Like I said, I really can't put my finger on it, but it is a much more enjoyable, much more 
a much more fun watch this time around. Like they still deal with a lot of the same stuff, but it's not. Well, you also said you were uh, your school year was so horrible yeah. the year before that affected you as well. Yeah, that's true. I'm glad you brought that up because that is true. Because that, that can easily happen to someone. Oh yeah, yeah. Because the after when the first season came out, I had just finished up easily my most difficult school year in in years. Uh, this is year number eighteen for me and. I just came off a really, really hard year. It was really difficult to get through. Uh, and, you know, all the, just all the intensity and the the screaming, the back and forth, it was, you know, it's just bringing a lot of stuff in back into mind and so that made it difficult. But, and there's still, like I said, I don't know that there's as much of that in this one. They seem to, like, know when to, like, pull their shots on yeah. those things in, in yeah. this ep- in, in this season. Well, think. there was a lot of growth in the characters. Yeah. Except one. True. You're, you're correct about that. So, and that may be why it's, it yeah. just, it made it a little bit easier to, to stomach and a little bit easier to watch. Um, and also, I was going to say the the acting in this. There there are three superstars, you know, taking oh, yeah. off, and Jeremy Allen White, Ayo Edabari, and Evan Moss Bacharach. Like yeah. the three leads are really blowing up. Yeah, they're going to be, they're going to be stars, and they'll eventually look. We might get we'll get I think we'll get another season of the Bear. I don't know if we'll get much more than that because I don't know if we're going to be able yeah. to keep those three stuck in 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 this show yeah because it's supposed to come out uh around june of this year as well uh june of 2024 which thank you yes exactly so like i said uh maybe they'll be able to get these guys back every single year for four or five six seven years but something tells me it's gonna be it's gonna be a difficult Uh, yeah it's gonna be difficult after a while but um it's like it it blew me away just at how much i enjoyed it because i was not expecting to enjoy it nearly as much as i did uh episode six and episode seven are along with episode five and episode six of loki those are like four of my favorite television episodes of the year uh i could just go back and watch those alone and i would just absolutely be just enthralled throughout the entire time i have watched the finale a certain scene from the finale like a hundred times there's a pearl jam song playing and it's (laughs) unbelievable yeah it's just it's just an absolutely incredible show and i can't wait to see what they do with season three of it because uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of places they can yeah. go with it. So I'm I'm really interested in it. I can't wait to see what they do with it. So, all right. Uh, uh, tell you what. Before we recap what we're do, what we got. What are some What are some shows that just missed the cut for you? Yeah, I was going to mention a few. Uh, beef. Oh yeah, beef. Uh, I forget all about. Forgot all about beef. But yeah, it, yeah. it definitely would have been on here. It did. Would not have been on my top ten. Yeah, the fall of the house of usher. Uh, Daisy Jones and the Six, Yellow Jacket Season 2, The Other Two, I I had Silo, Our Flag Means Death, I really liked Hijack, What We Do in the Shadows, and I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. Okay. Uh, So what I did, because when I started watching TV this year, uh, I, I started doing this like what I started doing is I started making my list. Like, all right, here's here's like so I put uh, Last of Us on here. That was number one, obviously, until I got to number two, and I just kept on slotting my shows where I saw them. So my number, I forgot to put Beef on here, but Beef probably. Let me see where would I put Beef. Beef would probably go right here. So so that gives me 20 shows that I've watched this year. Uh, my number 11 probably would have been Jury Duty. Uh, 12 would have been Beef. 13 was Gen V. Uh, 14. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, 14 was Twisted Metal. Uh, uh, 15 was mm-hmm. and twi- look, Twisted Metal was such a delight because that it was, was 
it was fun. I was not expecting that show to be good at all. I was that was a surprise. That I, was a huge surprise. I was expecting it to just be dumb fun, uh, but it was actually really good because there's only like two shows on here. I will say that I didn't like uh, Gen V, uh, Twisted Metal was in 14, 15 was Hijack. These next three surprised me just that they were this low. Uh, Yellow Jacket season two was 16, 17 was the final season of Ted Lasso, and 18 was uh, the season three of The Mandalorian. I'm really shocked that I had them that low uh, just because, one, Yellow Jackets was. Hey, look, Yellow, they're all still good. I still liked them. Uh, right. But yeah. I, if you'd asked me coming into this year, like if we had done like a hype show or anything like that or things that we were looking forward to in 2023, I would have probably had Yellow Jackets, Ted Lasso, and The Mandalorian in the top five. Uh, Absolutely. And, and the fact that they're... They even sniff mine. Yeah, so like... I mean, so Yellow Jackets did. Mandalorian and Ted Lasso did not. Well, they didn't sniff mine either. I mean, like I said, this is 16, 17, 18 for me, yeah. and we're, we're way away from, from the top ten, so... Uh, and then the last two shows, which I just really didn't like, uh, Harlan Coben Shelter and Secret Invasion. So, the, yeah, uh, yeah. there's only there's only two shows I watched this year that I just was like, eh, I just didn't like them that much, so... Uh, but other than that, though... Well, you also, you you watched Outer Banks and you. I haven't watched. Oh, I, I forgot about you. I forgot all about you. Yeah, that was that. Which was, are fun shows. Yeah, they are. I have not seen the new season of Outer Banks though. Uh, that's oh, the. Man, I know. I've got. Now. I've got a lot of stuff I want to finish. You need to do that over Christmas. That's just a fun uh, yeah. Christmas watch. Uh, there's, like I said, because there are a few shows that I have not finished. Uh, for example, uh, Only Murders in the Building. I want to finish it. Yeah. That was a good season, too. Yeah. Uh, my guess is it probably would have been on here. I'd like to finish it. I haven't finished um, uh, Foundation on Apple TV+. Plus. I've done the first yeah. half of it. I have not finished the last half of it. So, like I said, I, I want to finish I it. Say, if, if Invincible had done a whole season, I may have had it in my top ten. Yeah. Sure. It's, like I said, it's really hard to figure out. I don't know if that's going to be a 2022 or 2023 show. I have a 2023 or 2024 show because it's half of it's going to come in one year. Yeah. I guess it's probably going to be a 2024 show if I had, since yeah. half of it will be there. So. But anyway. But yeah, I'm with you. It probably would have been on this list as well, but it's just not going to be finished. Um, you know, like I said, Fargo and um, Slow Horses, I think those will probably end up being yeah. some of the best shows of the year, but they're not finished yet. Uh, we we haven't even started on Slow Horses yet, but my guess is it's going to be really, really good. So, uh, yeah. But I could be wrong, but my, the first two were just fan, fanta fantastic. So, yeah. uh, All right, so let's go ahead and recap before we sign off on this one. So what was your yeah. top ten? Uh, 10, Barry. 9, Miss Davis. 8, Shrinking. 7, Poker Face. 6, Loki. 5, Jury Duty. 4, The Last of Us. 3, Reservation Dogs. 2, The Bear. 1, Succession. All right. Number 10 for me, Mrs. Davis. Number 9, Silo. Number 8, Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. Number 7, Ahsoka. Number 6, Shrinking. Number 5, The Last of Us. Number 4, Succession. Number 3, Poker Face. Number 2, Loki. And number 1, The Bear. So those are our top 10 shows of 2023. We'd love to hear from you guys and let us know what you think uh, your top 10 TV shows were. So anyway, that's going to be a wrap for us on this one. Anything else you want to add before we sign off for uh, this episode? Yeah, appreciate everyone joining us, and we will talk to you next time. I will echo those same sentiments, and as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true. <laughs>